the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone, on this Wednesday. Bright and sunny. Uh, enjoyable Wednesday. It's 106. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by R.E. Coogan of Heating. Listen, it's going to be a hot summer. Why not stay nice and cool? Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 732-6562, 732-6562, R.E. Coogan and Heating, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore their services, whether it's plumbing or heating or cooling, residential services, winter to summer. Train technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls, maintenance agreements, installations, RE Coogan Heating, proud to help residential customers and pride themselves making customer service satisfaction. A top priority. R.E. Coogan Heating says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Are you having a plumbing problem? Or maybe a cooling problem? Or maybe just heating a cooler? You want to make sure it's working as efficiently as possible? Call Coogs. R.E. Coogan Heating. 401-732-6562. Folks, again, I encourage you. Good afternoon. It's uh, it's Juan. It's John DePietro. I encourage you to visit the website. Petro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, where we have some exclusive stories up, and we also have some great sponsors there. Now, remember, if you are in need of a handyman, always somebody, you know, it's always handy, as they say, not to sound cliche, but it's not, you know, sometimes that's all you need is someone that can do all different things around your home or business. Well, I got the person for you, Jamie. J, letter J, J Freitas Construction, also does deck staining. You can call them at 837-4545. But if you log on the website, dipetro.com, you get a direct link. And he does it all. You can explore all his services. He can do painting. He can do washing. He can do deck staining. He does handyman services. Uh, contact Jamie, 837-4545. Fully insured. He's got his van. He's ready to go. He's just terrific. I hear great things from people that utilize his services. It's always good to have someone like that. Forget about your son-in-law that keeps saying he's going to do it or, you know, sometimes these projects, I know of people that do it and then halfway through they're like, oh, this is taking so much longer than I thought. And they say, just why not, why not contact him? Have Listen, he can handle it. That much we know. Now, folks, on this Wednesday, um, by the way, there is a, a Providence... Uh, police have announced three charged in the killing of the Providence man. He was found shot death uh, near his car, and three people have been arrested. 21 years old. This was Atlantic Avenue on April 12th, and they have arrested Yasmin Rivera, 19 years old of Cumberland, Adoris Garcia, 19 of Woonsocket, and Devante Lewis, 19 of Woonsocket, arraigned on murder charges being held at the ACI. Someone saw his body, called police. Investigators say the passenger side door was open and he was lying across the seats. Police, of course, seen a rash of gun violence this year. Nine people injured, shootout, rival gangs. As Mayor Alorza called it, an incident. On Carolina Avenue less than two weeks ago. But this uh, Atlantic Avenue, Providence Police, again, folks, they have done it. And there are three people in custody. One from Cumberland, Yasmin Rivera, 19 years old. And then uh, two males, Adoris Garcia of Woonsocket, Devante Lewis of Woonsocket, both 19 years old. You're being held at the ACI on murder charges. So that doesn't sound good. Um. What else? Now, President Trump, folks, I am hearing from his people that something is going to be forthcoming regarding some rallies. The president is very eager. If you are a Trump supporter, and right now it's 110 in the afternoon. If you are a Trump supporter, you need to know. I think I don't know if everyone realizes that after what happened on January 6th, by the way, which I think completely uh, overblown, exaggerated. 
Some people still don't understand why you weren't upset over what happened so much on January 6th. And so much of it is because you watched it all summer long with a lot more damage. And I mean a lot more damage with all the Black Lives Matter and Tifa shootings and violence and protest and looting and burning all summer long. So a number of uh, a number of people who were Trump supporters were unhappy. They couldn't get any answers on the election. No one should feel comfortable about the election from November. And I want to be very clear. This has nothing to do with President Trump. But Rhode Island elections are not legitimate. I repeat, Rhode Island elections are not legitimate. They're not real. The voter rolls are considered the worst in the country. How many people listening to me right now? It's 12 minutes past one o'clock. How many people received an unsolicited mail ballot? You didn't even ask for it. Application in the mail. Mail ballots sent in, not even notarized. No one should have faith in that election. And so a number of people were upset. They wanted answers. They wanted an investigation. And so they showed up at the Capitol. But to try to turn this, and Congressman Cicilline leads the charge in this complete falsehoods about, and he's going after that Marjorie Taylor Greene. And wants her, can you imagine, wants her knocked out of Congress. She was elected. She's serving her people. Hey, Congressman, you you don't decide who gets to serve and who doesn't. And, you know, and saying it's it's dangerous what's going on with her. He loves to say that. And yet he defends the squad who are completely anti-Semitic. Cicilline has completely sold out because he's part Jewish, completely sold out the Jewish people in order to just get the approval of the squad. And he was on, this is him last night on um, MSNBC. More closer to open white nationalism, racism, um, anti-democratic activity, basically being, uh, throwing the idea of democracy out the window and this open anti-Semitism. That's not a political party, right? It, it, they're, they're, it's, no. it's, it's something fascistic, but it's not a political party. How no, and it's very dangerous. Look, to that. Go on. Yeah, it's very dangerous, and we need a functioning Republican Party uh, that can challenge our ideas, that can put forth their own ideas. This is a party now being controlled by people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and the former president. That is not a party with a vision for the country, and it's ultimately going to self-destruct. In the meantime, we're going to keep fighting uh, to respond to this pandemic, to respond to the economic devastation caused to show to the American people. There's at least one political party that's paying attention to the needs of the American people and offering real solutions. What has he done in no particular order? What has he done to try to improve your life in the first district? What has he done to try to prove his life? I'll tell you he's under fire right now. 60 Minutes is under fire. They did a good piece. Leslie Stahl took guts. Did a piece about, you know, the gender dysphoria and these kids that they're confused and they think they go to these people and tell them the reason you're depressed is because you're supposed to be a woman. So we're going to change you and turn you. And then you have others that say the reason you're upset and depressed is because you're supposed to be a man. And then they're finding that it's, it's just the opposite. Their depression is starting. Their problems are starting. And 60 Minutes is under fire for a very balanced piece by Leslie Stahl. I want to play a little bit of it. I didn't get enough pushback on transitioning. I went for two appointments, and after the second one, I had, like, my letter to go get on cross-sex hormones. Two visits? That's it? Garrett from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, went from taking hormones to getting his testicles removed. He says in just three months... Good I had never really been suicidal before um, until I had my breast augmentation. And about a week afterwards, I wanted to, like, actually kill myself. Like, I had a plan 
and I was going to do it, but I just kept thinking about, like, my family to stop myself. It kind of felt like, how am I ever going to feel normal again like other guys now? You know, this is the, you know, there are some elements, by the way, I want to be very some elements of the trans community where these and these kids are teens. This is very, very serious, folks. And I'm not in any way trying to be flippant about it. It's one sixteen. It's Wednesday. But when you have kids that are teenagers and they're depressed, they have emotional problems. They've been through a lot, let alone the, the lockdown with covid and they give them experimental drugs. This will make you feel better. And then they're saying they're depressed. And then they say, well, the problem, the reason you're depressed is because you should be a woman. You're a boy, but you were, bo- you should be a woman. So we're going to help you transition to that. Two visits. And then they put the kid on drugs and, and then removed his testicles. Two. And then that's what then makes them suicidal. And, and the, the reverse. You have a girl who's having a tough time and they kind of, you know, it's difficult. And high school is difficult and they're picked on and they don't have friends and they're not popular and they have all kinds of things going on. And they're not sure about their sexuality. And then these people tell them, well, the reason you're depressed is because you were supposed to be a man. So we're going to help you transition to a man. And then look at that, how quickly it happened. How quickly that happened to that poor kid. No, he's just going through a tough time. Let me play this again. Again, I want to credit Leslie Stall in 60 Minutes. And they're coming under unbelievable fire because of this piece. Where they said, really? That's it? Two visits? And that's, all right, uh, the next visit, we're going to remove your, can you imagine? We're going to remove your testicles. I didn't get enough pushback on transitioning i went for two appointments and after the second one i had like my letter to go get on cross-sex hormones two visits that's it garrett from baton rouge louisiana went from taking hormones to getting his testicles removed he says in just three months i had never really been suicidal before um until i had my breast augmentation and about a week afterwards, I wanted to, like, actually kill myself. Like, oh. I had a plan, and I was going to do it, but I just kept thinking about, like, my family to stop myself. It kind of felt like, how am I ever going to feel normal again like other guys now? You know, and this is so cruel that they're doing this to teenagers. And they just keep telling them, no, the reason you're depressed is not because you have an unhappy childhood or because you're just going through an awkward phase in your life or because of you have bad skin or you don't have whatever it is, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or that you move. No, the reason is because you're not supposed to be a boy. You were supposed to be a girl, so we're going to help you transition to that. You say, I don't know, I feel worse, and now you cut my testicles off, and I feel suicidal. No, no, you're going to be much, and then they're not happier. They're just the opposite terrible but leslie saul did a very good piece on this in 60 minutes the blowback on this how dare they this is dangerous this is damaging these trans people folks are just hey i want to remind you about competition shooting supplies right now it's 119 it's wednesday competition shooting supplies i want you to stop and see my gun guy john francis you can call him at 401-727-1716 firearms ammunition Accessories, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. They're open today. They're open tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. Stop in and see them. Competition shooting supplies. Your home for Second Amendment. Second Amendment headquarters is competition shooting supplies. Firearms, ammunition, accessories. Call John Francis. And if you're listing right now, and maybe you have some firearms that you're just, you don't use as much. And maybe you'd like to sell them. I know one of our listeners, his dad passed away and he had a little bit of a, you know, gun collection, five or ten guns. He sold them 
uh, on consignment at Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. By the way, they have a great Facebook page, and they update it, and you can see all the different items they have. There's some beautiful new Glocks that came in, uh, some Rugers that came in, and some long guns. Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. They're easy to get to. You take the last exit in Rhode Island, exit 2A. You're going to drive past the Attleboro train station, and then you hang the left right at the intersection of Newport Avenue and Benefit Street. It's competition shooting supplies. And remember, it's Benefit Street in Pawtucket, not in Providence. Pawtucket. Go see my gun guy at competition shooting supplies. So uh, Cicilline was in the news, and he was also Congressman Cicilline saying that, uh, oh, I don't think that the squad i don't think that they are anti-semitic they uh, you 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 can't say that if if you are in in favor of supporting the palestinians um over the people of israel they want to wipe out the people of israel how is that not representative david Cicilline? i see no evidence in the democrat party of anti-semitism that Representative Talib, she she is she's a Palestinian. Omar, what are you? Are you what is he blind? He was on CNN. I see no evidence of this in any way. But instead, he's concerned about Marjorie Taylor Greene. He's concerned about Marjorie Taylor Greene. So, um, so all right. So she said something that wasn't maybe thought out and presented the best way it could be presented if you will but but she she's a defender of israel she's a defender of israel uh unlike the squad that support the people that want to wipe them from the face of the earth basically um so and and but because he is part jewish he then tries to you know, defend them, and but he's he's not. Uh, he's more along the lines. He's right in step with the squad. He is exactly in step with the squad. So I want to once again, folks, point out and commend Representative Patricia Morgan. I mean, for speaking out. The fact that you're going to have Black Lives Matter now into the schools and. Teaching history to people is, um, I, I don't see how that's a step in the right direction. You know who's very unprofessional? Megan McCain got very emotional talking to a two-time brain cancer survivor. I want to uh, play a little bit of this. And I think she, like, completely lost it on the air. you got to remain professional. and her mother, Bunny. I apologize. I didn't mean to get so emotional. I just, it's a beautiful success story. And... I haven't seen that proton uh, machine since my dad did, and it's, I remember how claustrophobic it made him, and you're very brave and very young. Molly, your story is so inspiring, so tell us how you're feeling today, and what is your prognosis? Oh, keep it together. Come on. First of all, I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me on. It is an absolute honor, and I'm so excited to be here. Today, I am feeling... Wonderful. I'm so fortunate to be feeling as great as I am. I'm currently in Florida cheering on the Florida Panthers as they are in the playoffs. So go Cats. And my prognosis is just taking every day, one day at a time. There is no um, therapy that is known that cures my type of cancer. Like, and, and that's- Two-time brain tumor cancer survivor. She's completely composed. Of course, Megan McCain has to always be about her, has to be about the father. Uh, I mean, can it ever be about someone other than her? Hey, this is big news that's breaking. President Biden asking the intelligence community to intensify investigations of the COVID origins. Axios is, is, um, is reporting that. Um, folks, it, it came out of that lab in Wuhan, and it was created. Someone created that virus. I mark my words: someone created that virus. Without question, there's no way 
That just didn't come about. That was created and it escaped from the lab. That is my belief. Created and escaped from the lab. How about Tim Tebow? Tim Tebow looks great in the beginning of NFL comeback. He's uh, with Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be with the Jags. The top five selling jerseys right now are Tebow jerseys. <laughs> He's a contender. He's going to be a tight end now in the NFL. Good for him. Absolutely good for him. This thing of January 6th, and they want the, 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 this is all politics. We, we know what happened. There's no reason to have this big commission that Cicilline's calling for. Folks, good afternoon. Right now it's 126. This is John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by, come on, brother, it's Brother's Disposal. Now offering weekly trash collection services. Now hear me out. Right now, maybe you're doing some spring cleaning. You know what makes it easier? Is if you have a dumpster in your driveway or place of work. I used to work somewhere years ago. They used to use the Friday of Memorial Day weekend to do a full spring cleaning. Empty out your junk desks, all this garbage. Get rid of it. Folks, Brothers Disposal, call Roland and Willie, and they will put a dumpster in your driveway. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. Call Brother Roland. And now offering weekly trash collection services. 401-688-0517. Let me explain. I said, now, Roland, why are you, why do you have purple dumpsters? He said, because when we bought them, they were purple. But now it's their trademark. Brothers Disposal with the purple dumpsters. You can find them on Facebook. And let's say you're doing, you're going to clean out your garage or a small household construction project. Or maybe you're cleaning out your basement or your attic. Get a dumpster. It makes it so much easier. And then you toss away your unwanted belongings, the old rusted sleds, an old tricycle. Maybe, you know, whatever it is, grandma's tea set that you never even took out of the box. Toss it out. People appreciate now. They need more space in their home. Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal. And Brother Roland is now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brothers Disposal, 401 401- 688-0517. So the uh, gang problems continue in the city of Providence. And I'll tell you, the, the fact, President Trump, you watch. They want to investigate what happened to Wuhan. They want to investigate the virus. Suddenly now Biden say maybe we should. You know what they're going to find? Of course we know what they're going to find. They're going to find that's exactly, I believe that that virus, and even Dr. Fauci has been saying, it certainly seems that it could have been created. No, that escaped from the lab. It wasn't supposed to. They were going to use that, I believe, some form of chemical warfare. And look at the damage that can be done if, in fact, they did unleash that, you know, that. Folks, um, we are going to take a break in 30 seconds. In just 30 seconds, we're going to take a break. And again, remember, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Visit the website, thepetro.com. And also remember, if you want to explore central air for your home, call my friends at J.K.L. Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Central air, more affordable than you think with J.K.L. Engineering. All right, right now it's 129. Let's do this. We're going to take a, a short break. A lot more ahead right here on The John DePietro Show. The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever guaranteed call lawn doctor today check out their website lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025 
You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, very interesting 13-part series is about to kick off. It's going to be on TBN, Trinity Broadcasting Network, Insights, Israel, and the Middle East. Now, this is, again, 13-episode documentary, which, in fact, is going to go inside modern Israel. And one of the uh, people that is part of this documentary is uh, good enough to take the time to talk to us right now. And uh, this is going to be a groundbreaking series. And we want to say good morning to Maddie Shoshani. Maddie, it's John DePietro. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and congratulations on c- congratulations on what is just a remarkable 13-piece, uh, uh, just in, remarkable, incredible. How long was this in the making? Well, thanks for taking the time to talk about this. And I think it's a very for people to hear about the show. It debuts tomorrow on uh, TBN. We started working on the concept last summer, but the production started uh, in earnest late last year and mostly this year. Uh, so it's been relatively quick for, for a series of this scope. And we're in fact already deep into working on season two uh, on the show. Now, Matt, um, how, how, Maddie, excuse me, how have things been affected as far as, uh, take us a little... Take us inside what your life has been like for the past two weeks. Oh. All right, we lost him. I think we're going to, I think we're going to hear back from him, folks. Bear with me again. It's John DePietro, and he is, I believe, in the Middle East, so it's a little bit difficult, uh, but we're going to wait, and I think we're going to hear from uh, him in just a moment. Again, this is a 13-part series which is, okay, and this should be him right now. Uh, Maddie, I apologize. We, we lost you in some way. Um, let's just no, pick it. I'm back. Okay, pick, pick it up right there. Take us, what has your life been like the past two weeks? Uh, man, it's been interesting. <laughs> I'm, so, so just for reference, I'm uh, in my late 30s, and... The last time things were this intense, there were only two times in my in my lifetime that were this intense in the country, in the 2008 Fada and then in the Gulf War in 92, um, 91, 92. <clears throat> and for my kids, I have three young kids, and for many of the younger people that work for us, uh, 20-year-olds, you know, it, this, is, this is as extreme as it's ever been. And for two reasons. I mean, usually, you know, it, conflict is not interesting for this country, but the volume of it and the civil unrest that sort of um, that came out of the cracks because of it were, were this, it's just all-encompassing and stressful and, you know, and, and it felt very dramatic to people. But what's amazing about the Israeli society is, you know, it, it came and then just as fast as it, it, it came, it was gone, you know. You go out to a restaurant today in Israel, there'll be a waiting list, the streets are filled with people. You know, it took three days and people were back to their normal life. Wow. Now, where, where, do, you, uh, where do you live in Israel? I live just outside of uh, Jerusalem to the west in a small community in the Judean mountains called the Yad yeah. which is, I'm, I'm a Messianic Jew. This is the, the only, let's call it, community for, for followers of Christ in Israel. Hmm. And it, it would certainly, I mean, things just shut down. It's impossible while that was going on to just live normal life. You're in bomb shelters. I mean, it's, um, I mean, it's, you're exactly right. It, it's a sure, no? Normal life, somewhat, somewhat yeah, able I mean, to go yeah, on. Yes, it is true, but it depended where you lived. Okay, and that's that's like the complexity. I mean, that's Israel true. Is, is a small country. Yes. So people that lived in in Ashdod lived in some of the coastal cities that were closer to the Gaza Strip. Their life was disrupted beyond repair. I mean, yeah. they, it's just like you have bombs going off on a permanent basis. I mean, you can you can see these things online. They have a Israeli government has a website with all the, the rocket launches and everything that's going on. Some of the communities closer to Gaza were, you know, from through the night, 24-7, nonstop. I live near Jerusalem. We had alarms, you know, here and there. Uh, the Tel Aviv Metropolitan, again, you know, I, was, I happened to actually be there, um, not last weekend, but the weekend before last. Uh, and, you know, we had three days of, of quiet, and then Saturday afternoon, you know, this huge barrage of, uh, of rockets against the city. So, but... Yes, it, it very much affected everyday life in, in the sense that people were concerned and business slowed down. And, you know, there was this overall 
feeling of doom to not sound too dramatic. Folks, again, this is a 13-part series that's going to kick off tomorrow night on TBN. And it's Insights, Israel and the Middle East. And, and Maddie, take us through what I think is interesting is this is the modern Israel. And the way I understand this, each each episode, it's, it's a different kind of theme to it. So take take us through, if you don't mind, a little bit on the technology and innovation. Okay. So, yes, I mean, Israel is a, is a we call it in Hebrew, uh, you know, like said, uh, our founder, uh, Alte Neuland, an old and new country at the same time. So you have this combination of, you know, ancient history and, you know, it's very rich uh, tapestry society, but at the same time, these, these crazy innovations. And we sort of go after the reason for that. And we, and, and I say this with, with true pleasure, I got to sit down with some of the, we call it uh, like the founders and the fathers of the startup nation in Israel. Uh, people like Yossi Valdi, who's, he's like the first like big um, exit in Israeli high tech, you know, sold a company all the way back in the 80s and he's behind hundreds of startups. We sat with him and talked about what it is in the Jewish and Israeli psyche that, that allowed so many startups to, to thrive in this country. And talk to people who are behind, you know, like uh, cyber. Some of the biggest com- the biggest companies worldwide are, are based here in Israel. Uh, in cyber defense and cyber attack, you know, we talk about the cultural reasons behind that. And it was really interesting and really eye-opening. And it's encouraging, but also you can't really look at it without understanding how how unique and incredible it is because we're sort of this, this country that's an island among very a very hostile neighborhood. And somehow we managed to live life with a smile on our face and, and innovate at the same time. Folks, again, um, I'm speaking with, and it's Maddie Shoshani, and this is a documentary series that's going to kick off 13 parts on TBN, Trinity Broadcasting Network, Insights, Israel, and the Middle East. Maddie, I have, um, I've had the privilege. I spent two weeks in Israel. It was obviously, you know, just a remarkable trip. This was... Uh, um, that that was in um, 2002, and you you, you can <laughs> that's right. Well, you can you can see where you're exactly right. Where there are some parts where there are, you know, obviously it's um, that there's there's parts of it that that are just an unknown and an element of danger. But at the same time, then there are other people in parts of the country that are basically you know kind of removed from that element of the equation and it's it's just so fascinating and beautiful it's really like no other place on earth and it's i'm anxious to see how as you say like the modern israel how it's just blossoming right now mm-hmm. um take yeah, us it very much isn't. tell us tell us a little bit about um now you did this along with Sam, tell us a little bit about samuel mm-hmm. so yeah so it's, it's myself samuel and our team obviously, you know, worked on this uh, project. Samuel is, he's, he's a lot of things. One, he's, he's one of the original, and you know, he's part of one of the, the most original and, and first uh, Messianic families in Israel. That's Jews that believe in Jesus. Um, back when he was a kid, he was one of the only ones, and he's the founder of, of Sarev Tours, which is the biggest incoming tourism company, and many and most of the Israel-loving tourists that come to the country come to Israel through Sarev Tours. Um, and he's also sort of the, the first of TBN in this country and has had a very long and uh, outstanding relationship with, uh, with the TBN network. And really the idea we had when we, when we went into this series was we, we want to tell a deeper story. We want to tell people something that is beyond, you know, just the headlines in the news because you need the context and you need to dive a little deeper. And we really got the chance, myself, him, Samuel, to sit in and talk to uh, really interesting and you know people that, that have been connected to the to the facts and the stories in, in a very deep way and if you don't mind just touch on i'm, I'm curious of the 13 episodes um mm-hmm. what's the what what are we going to see in the first one give us a little preview of what we're going to see say in the first two episodes okay so like you said there are 13 episodes episode one talks about archaeology it's called uh, beneath our feet and it's, it, we sort of touch through uh, multiple discoveries that support the Bible and the narrative that it presents. And I'll give you a couple examples of, of what we talk about in, uh, in the first episode. We, in the studio, Samuel interviews, Samuel Smadza interviews Dan Bat, who's like the, 
is the one of the, the best known archaeologists in Jerusalem and is the person behind digging up many of the, the sites that are sort of the, the staples of Jerusalem tourism and, and archaeology today, the city of David, uh, the rabbi tunnels, all these other, uh, these other sites. And then we also, we spent, uh, time in, we spent time in Banyas, which is way on the, on the northern border, where just during, actually during one of the, um, during COVID last year, Adi who's an archaeologist, they dug up one of the oldest churches that had ever been found in Israel. And you know that passage of the Bible that talks about uh, Simon Peter and Jesus speaking to him saying, you know, you're Simon, you're the rock, Kesai uh, in Hebrew, that I'll build my church on. Well, they found that church. Uh, basically, it's, it's a Byzantine uh, small church that was a, a site of pilgrimage for hundreds of years, uh, up to Islam and even through Islam. And they, they accidentally uncovered it while they were renovating the place Wow! Uh, in the middle of last year. So that that's one of them. We speak to several other people talking about incredible um, incredible discoveries and even go into the uh, the storehouse of the Antiquities Authority in Israel to look at some very unique coins and, and artifacts that they have that are, you know, it's, it's almost like a page out of the Bible that comes to life. You know, it's a name of a person that's mentioned in a very specific place and stuff like that. In- that that's episode one. Archaeology. Wow, you know, and that's obviously that's that's fascinating to me. Now, my last name is Di Pietro in Italian. That is, you know, that's Peter, which is which is based on. And I always, you know, growing up was told, and and our last name was just that. What Jesus said, I will, you know, build my church on your rock, and 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 that's why that is uh, incredible. That that's the the first episode. It's a powerful statement, yeah. Very, very powerful. And they, they discovered that? They didn't realize? They, did they kind of stumble upon it? No, so, so they, they always knew that was supposedly the site. Because, you know, in, in the Middle East, history doesn't start with Christianity or with Judaism. It usually goes back another couple thousand years before that into, into the pagan period. So the site has been a well-known site all the way from, we're talking four or five thousand years ago, all the way up to now. But the actual church structure had collapsed in a earthquake in, I forget, it's the sixth or the seventh century, so, and it was buried. And so there, you have on the wall there, there's, uh, there's this uh, pagan uh, temple, and there's inscriptions that indicate the place, what the place was, but they only now found the actual church building that was built after people came back to the place to mark what had happened there in the New Testament. Oh. So that, that's sort of the connection. And I'll, I'll give you another interesting thing we, we visited in this episode. We spent a lot of time with a professor from the Ben Gurion University in Be'er Sheva named Yuval Goen. And he is he's a leading uh, expert in the country in what they call forensic archaeology, which is basically connecting the dots between, you know, we think this happened here to we, we have a lot of information on who lived here, what they ate, what they touched, what their, you know, what, what the chemical compounds of their clothing was made of, I mean, to that level. So he'll be able to take a, a piece of of clay or metal or fabric that's found, you know, after being in the ground for thousands of years and and date it accurately and and paint this very colorful and and robust picture about what happened to it and its surroundings. And he's sort of this guy that's like, you know, they're bringing him these artifacts that are telling stories that have been lost for, you know, millennia, and he's the one who puts a stamp of approval on them. So it's, we also go down the scientific route, even with the archaeology. Folks, again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. We're speaking with Maddie Shoshani. This is a 13-part series, kicks off on TBN, Insights, Israel, and the Middle East. And it kicks off Thursday night at 9.30. Can you also just touch on the episode that uh, you also get into faith? Did you? I missed that last word. Uh, Faith. 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 Okay, so we have, so there's 13 episodes the first is archaeology. The second one talks about water tech. And we have several that touch about faith. I mean, we have ones about the land. And then we talk about the faith communities in Israel, which I think is, for me, was a fascinating uh, episode to create. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples of what we talk about in, uh, in that episode. So, I mean, we look at, at faith from the, the community's perspective. Who are the people in the land? What do they look like? What do they believe? What do they speak? And it's always surprising, even for me, an Israeli who, who lives in this country, to see how colorful the, you know, the the, the, the human the human painting of, of of faith is in this country. Uh, I'll give you an example. We talked to uh, Father Francesco from uh, 
this this um, I guess a monastery, uh, their monastery and a, and a lodge for for pilgrims in uh, the Galilee called Domus Galilei, and there's there's they're this very unique born again community inside the Catholic Church, um, and it's this whole movement that started in the '60s that is is sort of pulling back into the roots of the original Christian faith from within the Catholic movement. And we, we sit down with this guy, Francesco, he's, 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 a, he's a deep believer. He speaks Hebrew and Italian and Arabic and English. And you, know, you, you, see, the, you see the faces. And then, so he's a representation of like this, this more modern movement. And we speak with a, uh, a Christian Arab, or he's, he's a Christian who's of Arab ethnicity, as he defines himself, named Samir, who's one of the highest ranking officers in the Israeli border police. And again, this highly respected individual who's connected all over the country. I mean, just well-known individual has a great testimony to share about about his life and life of faith in this country and how he connects to the to the modern state of Israel. And then we have a, a really uh, academic heavy hitter, uh, Dr. Petra Helt, who's a, a Christian theologian and an, an expert in um, in a university here in Jerusalem called the uh, I think. Um, let's see, it's called the Ecumenical Theological Research Fraternity. That's what it is. I have to look it up. Uh, and she gives the backdrop of, of history in the city because it's almost in, in, you know, if you look only at today, it's almost impossible to grasp what has happened here from a faith perspective in the land. And you really need someone to walk you through the different steps, you know, under the British Empire and before that you go back, under the Ottoman Empire, you go back, you get to the Muslims and you go back to the Byzantines. And it's this, it's really rich history that you can't understand the present of, of faith in Israel without understanding the past. Uh, and then we go all the way back, this is sort of the last part, to the first church that wasn't Jewish in Israel, uh, or, you know, of, of the land of the time, which is the, the Syrian or Assyrian church of the land. And these are people that still speak the language of the land. They speak Aramaic in their churches. There's still a community that has been here for, you know, for, for millennia. Uh, and they still exist in the same building in the, you know, old city of Jerusalem. Uh, so you really go through the whole gamut of, of versions and colors and, and flavors of Christianity and faith in the land at the moment. Again, folks, it kicks off tomorrow night on TBN Insights, Israel and the Middle East. Maddie Shoshani, Maddie, a pleasure to speak with you. Congratulations on the project. Thank you. Best Thank of you. luck and we'll talk Appreciate to you again. It. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen her store. It's right in that old white church. It's My Health, because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible Akai Berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas the service is the best plus hemp and cbd products plus massage therapy reflexology pilates folks stop it and see her it's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins 1099 menden road in cumberland you can call her at 401 305 3585. Stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at this, the uh, website, which is depietro.com. Boy, it is never dull. Never dull in the ocean state. How about, you know, you would think it wasn't going to be a big deal, but it was yesterday, Bill to Teach African-American History of Rhode Island Schools passes after heated debate. So Ed Fitzpatrick with the story, Boston Globe section where they cover Rhode Island, there's a lot of that now. On the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's death, the Rhode Island House now, Tuesday, passed a bill requiring African-American history be taught at Rhode Island schools. But the final vote 
came only after a heated debate about a Republican lawmaker's attempt to amend the bill to require education about Italian-Americans, Irish-Americans, and those with roots in more than two dozen other countries. After eight Republicans voted against the section of the bill because it contains the words Black Lives Matter, which they said refers to a partisan organization, which it does. The bill sponsor, Representative Anastasia Williams, Providence Democrat, very controversial, grew frustrated before the final vote. One point, walking down the aisle without a mic- microphone saying enough is enough now. We are voting on this. In a statement, Williams said the goal gives students more comprehensive understanding. Crucial role Rhode Island played in the slave trade. Williams said the past year, connections, society, blah, blah, blah. At the outset, she thanked House Minority Leader Blake Filippi for working with her to improve the bill. But that evaporated when, well, Representative Patricia Morgan tried to amend the bill, require education, a wide variety of other nationalities, ethnic backgrounds. Said, let's teach about Portuguese Americans, Cape Verdean, Italians, Irish, French, Hispanic, Latino. She said, in no way am I minimizing the history, the evil that slavery, you know, part of our history. I'm glad it's being taught. But this time of division in our state country. You know, everyone's kind of contributed to where we are right now. For a while, it appeared no other legislator, including Republicans, would second her amendment. It only went forward when Deputy House Speaker Charlene Lima seconded it, later explaining she agreed with, disagreed with the one to give her a chance to be heard. John Edwards, Tiverton Democrat, argued the amendment was not germane to the bill. So he say, well, this, you know, th- th- this is about... This is supposed to be about African-American history, not the history of the globe. She's adding 27 other people. Joe Sakachi agreed. Morgan kept arguing. Good for Patricia Morgan. Somebody's got a backbone up there saying legislators previously passed bill on civic education. So this isn't necessary. You know, and she wasn't wrong on that. And especially, why are we passing a bill that has the words Black Lives Matter? However... Representative Barbary and Fenton Fung, B.A., Cranston, supposedly Republican, urged legislators support the Williams bill. If lawmakers want to ensure education, they should put in separate bills. She's married, of course, to the most prominent Asian-American politician, former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. Next year, I'll probably put in a bill on Asian-Americans. But she said it's okay to celebrate one heritage. It's okay to educate about one, then work on other bills. Fen Funk said it's very poignant the bill's passing and the anniversary of George Floyd's death. Folks, what this is really is, is they're then trying to do that because it is the anniversary of the death. Representative uh, Lillian Cesar, Barrington Democrat, biracial, she has spoke in favor of the bill. It's a reminder that up until now, students in our state learning about African-American history was basically optional. Uh, it's often just one month a year, Black History Month, and we're lucky to have that on the college level. So our history should not be elective. It should not be optional. So you have to sit and listen and learn about the beginning of Black Lives Matter. This, uh, As Patricia Morgan said, a very partisan organization, to say the very least. Flippy, the Republican minority, asked for a separate vote on the legislative finding section of the bill that says in part, with a unifying call that Black Lives Matter... That citizens' equity be reflected. Oh, my goodness. He's, Flippy said that by capitalizing Black Lives Matter, the bill is referring to an organization that has largely contributed to one party, the Democrat Party. It's not largely, it's solely. And that would not be appropriate to include that in the state's general laws. He said it, he would okay with the language if Black Lives Matter was not capitalized because he said Black Lives do matter. Williams said she doesn't belong to the Black Lives Matter organization. Her bill was not intended to promote any group. At the end of the day, Black Lives do. Oh, my God. How many times are they all going to keep saying that? The House voted 58 to 8 for the finding section of the bill and 74 to 0 for the rest of the bill. So the legislation calls every school district, including its curriculum, a unit of instruction on African-American heritage and history Beginning with the 2022-23 school year, the Rhode Island Black Heritage Society will be leading the design along with Rhode Island College and the Rhode Island Historical Society. The bill now heads to the Senate for consideration. Folks, what this also means, though, is uh, don't look now, but wherever your children, grandchildren go to school, who do you think they're going to be bringing in 
to teach your children about the history of Rhode Island. You guessed it, members of Black Lives Matter. They're basically now, what they did last night, and I want to again credit Representative Republican Patricia Morgan really leading the charge against this, saying, you know, how did we arrive when now there's only one group that is singled out? All the work done by the Portuguese, all the work done by the French, all the work done by the Italians, and oh, all put to the side. The predominant theme here is Black Lives Matter. Their representatives will be brought into the school to teach history. What type of history do you think they're going to be teaching the kids? How about, why don't we start with all the white students? You can apologize now for what you've done to us and what you've done to our people. You should all be ashamed of yourselves. All you selfish white students. I mean, what is this? Black Lives Matter. I want to remind people. And again, folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Let's just remember, it started under the guise of, and, and by the way, other people have said this. So I'm not going to say anything that hasn't been said or written before. But it, it basically, the whole premise of it started on a lie, which was in Ferguson, Missouri, that you had uh, a situation where someone was shot, Michael Brown. And the initial eyewitnesses say, claimed he had his hands up, was saying, please don't shoot. And the white police officer basically executed him and shot him anyway. All proven to be a lie. That's where the whole phrase started with. It was based on a lie of, quote, eyewitnesses that were never proven, completely just the opposite, disproven. And Eric Holder with the Obama administration, he examined this, went into the whole thing and said, basically, we can't find anyone corroborate that this actually happened. Just the opposite. Michael Brown, in Ferguson, Missouri, is basically going for the gun of a police officer. Thought he could overtake him. He was fighting with him. He was reaching for the officer's gun. He was battling with him, fighting with him. He was a big guy, uh, as far as Michael Brown was. And then he was shot in, in fighting with police. But boy, you'd never know that now. That then started the whole thing of hands up, don't shoot. That was all based on a lie. Black Lives Matter. That came from people saying, you know, these officers are killing young black men as if, fill in the phrase, their their lives don't matter. And we're here to say black lives do matter. That's where it all stemmed from. And now it has led us to this point. And now... You have, I mean, they are a political force. They have weighed in on the Israeli-Palestinian battle. And they are now, thanks to the Rhode Island State House, unless this slows down in the Senate, they want to now put this into all the Rhode Island schools. And it's a matter of time before school districts will start to say you have to hire and employ a member of Black Lives Matter at your school. Each school will have to hire a taxpayer expense a member of Black Lives Matter, who will be in charge of teaching your children the true history of Rhode Island. And let's start off with this history lesson. Why don't we start off with an apology from all the white students for what you have done and your families did and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's the direction it's going. Big winner last night, at least she was standing up, was Representative Patricia Morgan. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Spring is here. Time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash. You can text Jared a free estimate at 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftwashing.com. Outside your home, let's get rid of the grime and the stains. Maybe some of that, that green algae and moss and mildew that build up. Over the course of the winter. WNRI Woonsocket, 1380 AM, 99.9 FM. Online at WNRI.com.